two. Check, check. How's it going, everybody? You guys doing all right tonight? Ish. All right, cool. Uh, this is our monthly open mic night. I want to thank you guys for coming out. Uh, a little bit of house clean up top. Right up top, it's, uh, it's five minutes. Uh, time limit, if you want to sign up. There'll be a list right over here. Anybody can sign up. Anybody can go up. Uh, we're here to have fun, you know, so if you if you don't like anybody's performance, beat them up outside, but don't don't do it in here or anything. Uh, Patrick Jerome will be recording this, so if anybody does perform and doesn't want it leaked out to the internet, ruining potential political careers and whatnot, uh, just let him know. He'll be glad to edit it out, take it out for you. Um, if uh, if you want to be a fucking superstar, leave it in. Like LeBron James, I'm like the LeBron James of this shit. Yeah, it's doing all right. <laughs> I uh, I'm a little bit shattered. Uh, I I'm incredibly stoned right now, as per the huge. But uh, I was put over by some cops on the way here, and. Uh, I was in um, I was in Rankin County, which is a bad thing, but uh, I'm a white guy, so that kind of helped out, evened out. Uh, but I didn't like the way he came up to the car. Like he came up, he was just like, "How you doing tonight? Doing good? Like we're gonna have a fucking conversation or something? Like we're friends? Like he's not there just trying to find something that'll ruin at least my night." So, uh, heroin's an advertising term. <laughs> I'm the king of segways. The LeBron King James of segways. Uh, but no, uh, heroin's purely an advertising term. Like, it's not, it's made from the poppy plant, so it would have been kind of like poppy shit or something. But anyways, it was it was uh, invented by uh, the for the arm of a pharmaceutical company called Bayer. Their uh, their ad team, their ad agency arm, came up with the term heroin because in a study they did, uh, all the test subjects said the drug made them feel heroic. I don't know if you can heroically fall asleep in a pile of your own vomit. Like, this must be what Superman feels like when he drools on a stoop for hours. <laughs> Heroin. Uh, <laughs> in theater, there's a uh, there's th there's a curse in theater. If you're ever putting on the play a rendition of the play Macbeth, you're not supposed to say Macbeth while you're backstage. You're supposed to say the Scottish play because there's a curse. That's dumb. Uh, it's dumb because like only a theater ghost would be that catty as to like get upset about something like that. It's like, I say, did I hear somebody say Macbeth instead of the Scottish play? It simply isn't done, dear boy. Boo! You know, because he's a ghost. 
But also, it's a, it's, a, it's a whack-ass curse. It's a shitty curse. Like, it's not the curse of the mummy, which is a cool curse. You get, like, the curse of the mummy, you get to, like, not only do you have the potential to unleash this gigantic evil all over the world, uh, but you might get to die in it, too. Uh, but also, like, <laughs> uh, but depending on what, like, intellectual property you land in, you might get to meet Dwayne The Rock Johnson pretty good trade-off. I mean, he would be half Scorpion, but I can get over that if he can. Here we I, uh, I've wanted a dog for a long time. Little dog, I came close, a stray dog came up to my house, and uh, I was like, awesome. I'm gonna fucking take this dog. But, uh, before I take this dog, I'm gonna take him around to the neighborhood, see if he belongs to anybody, anybody knows him, whatever. So before I do that, I was like, all right, before I get you in the car, I'm going to let you do your business. So uh, he, like, he does his business, and then he just, like, runs away down the street. And I don't know if you've ever had a bloodier ego like that, but to have a stray dog run away from you is pretty, uh, it's pretty heavy shit. Like, I found myself in the middle of the road saying things I've never said to another human being. I was like, please come back. We can have a good life together. I'll treat you well. But uh, like I said, I've always wanted a dog. Now I want something new. Now I want a blind dog because I saw a video. Like I say, I smack a lot of weed. So that comes with watching internet videos. And uh, I saw this internet video of a baby feeding treats to this blind dog. It's like the fucking cutest thing ever. Uh, so that's what I like. I want a blind dog. I think like that's what heroes do. Like uh, I think the hero hierarchy level is like 9-11 first responder and then like dudes who take care of blind dogs. He's got, it's got a built-in joke already. I can be like, well, I'm just a CNI person. Dogs got some errands to run around town, helping them navigate these mean streets. You guys ready for your first comic? <laughs> Thank God. Uh, we're gonna give a big round of applause. Keep it going for Mr. Joey Free Press, ladies and gentlemen. What's good, guys? Yeah, uh, had an interesting day today. Um, a lot of sweat, a lot of blood, a lot of tears, a lot of jeers, a lot of cheers. Now I'm just trying to work on my mixtape, y'all. I don't know if this is working. <laughs> But nah, uh, we was riding around and um, I had my partner and uh, we were smoking weed. And um, and there's a and, and for those who don't smoke weed, there's a point there's a point in a blunt where it becomes a roach. Now the reason they call it that is because it's small it's small enough and it's brown and it's wrapped in a cigar and it looks like a roach. So yeah, so he passed me the roach. I put it, only, it was only small enough to, it, it was so small I couldn't really even touch it with my hands, so I had to put it like in my, in my roof like that. And then when I tried to go back to, to, to take it out, to toss it, I burnt my lip. So I don't have herpes, it's just a burn, you know what I'm saying? I just smoke and make poor life decisions. Um... I don't know. People say I look familiar every time I come up to them. So like, I think it's just because I'm a black dude with a beard and a bald head. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, at first I didn't like my beard, but then it grew on me. 
my friend just got uh, deported to Gambia. And for all you guys who don't know where Gambia is, Gambia is in South Africa. I mean, not South Africa, but in West Africa. Uh, Someone I think Donald Trump needs to be listening. But um, yeah, he got deported for selling cocaine in uh, in Las Vegas. So he calls me, and no, and nothing, and nothing, that, nothing, that nothing's like answering a phone call from jail, knowing that your your boy is in there for selling cocaine. Because one, it tells you two types of things. Because one, it tells you that you're not shit because you can't afford the cough. You can't afford the debit. You can't afford the call, and your friend's not shit because he's selling cocaine. But yeah, he's in Gambia now, like safe. He's gotten stabbed up a couple times and shit. Um, yeah, it's it's it's, it's rough. It's rough out here for a player, bro. Uh, yeah, that's my time, I guess. All right, keep it going for common, ladies and gentlemen. Thoughts and prayers go out to his stabbed-up cousin. Uh, a big round of applause for his, for our next comedian, uh, funny guy. Everybody, put your hands together for Mr. Drew Braswell. Keep it going for him. Thank you, Daniel. Uh, before I get really going, I'd like to start today off on a more somber note. Uh, not somber, you know, it's celebratory. Like, uh, I've, today is-ish the two years of this open mic existing, so that's really great. And that's, yeah, that's awesome. So in celebration, I have written a small, very serious, dramatic theater piece, and I would just like everyone to experience it and be open in your mind, okay. Here we go. Imagine really like dark music. God appears from the void. Lightning crashes. The creation of the universe. Cut to present day, a mere 6,000 years later. Thank you. Thank you. That was, again, in celebration of the two years of this open mic being open. Uh, so that's, that's good stuff. And it's clearly a commentary on Trump also, but you know, we don't need to get into that. All right, now I'm just gonna like tell a few jokes that I've been writing down and we're gonna see if they land. Uh, if you're jerking off in a running car in a closed garage, is it still auto-erotic asphyxiation? <laughs> uh, hey, uh, could you ask me in a couple seconds how PC is it? Okay. Oh, no, 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 you ask me. Okay, just hold on. It's so PC these days. 
Thank you. It's so PC these days. You gotta like say trigger warning walking into the gun range. <laughs> right? Okay. We'll check that one off. Um, if I was born in the late 1980s, I would say I was born in the 1980s. What, what? <laughs> Did anybody here see Inception? I missed that one. I don't really like football movies. Uh, what do you call it when a couple's doula doesn't show up to their home birthing? A midwife crisis. What do you call it when a blacksmith burns himself halfway through finishing a short blade? A midknife crisis. We got a few more. What do you call it when your tiny flute breaks right in the middle of a performance? A mid damn it, Daniel! You son of a bitch! A midfife crisis. Oh. oh. All right, last one. What do you call it when a 20-year-old divorces his wife and his whole family told him it was a bad idea to elope to Louisiana? My brother. That's not a joke. I'm really upset about that. We'll get to that later. All right, now uh, I'm going to do a little crowd work. That's when you go out in the crowd and you say stuff like, hey, where are you from? Hey, where are you from? Richland. Cool. Okay. Hey, where are you from? Memphis. I don't think so. Hey, where are you from? Um, Jackson. I believe you. <laughs> Thank you. That has been crowd work. Uh, now I'm going to finish out by telling three different types of jokes, just real fast. All right? So, knock, knock. Dwayne. Dwayne the bathtub, I'm drowning. <laughs> that was a knock, knock joke. What do you call a man whose first name is not and his last name is not? Not, not. Thank you. That was a not, not joke. Knock, knock. Not. Not, not. That was a knock, knock, not, not joke. And on that note, I am going out. Thank you. Follow me on Instagram at the Drew Braswell. I post pictures of vanity license plates, and that's it. Y'all have a good night. Keep it doing for him. Uh, I'm going to show my age and whiteness here, but like when he was doing that uh, poem up top, did anybody think when he said, lightning crashes, the next words out of his mouth were going to be, I know mother cries. <laughs> Told you. It was only white dudes around my age that even chuckled at that. How are you, sir? Prove it. That's how you do crowd work. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, that was dumb. <laughs> uh, you guys ready for your next comic? All right. Put your hands together for Mr. Aaron Johnson, ladies and gentlemen. Big round of applause for him. Hey. All the jokes I came up with today, I came up with on my way here, my car, which isn't true. 
I just say that just in case they're terrible. Um, do you guys have a nice Easter? <laughs> it's always a hot topic, <laughs> especially for the Catholics. It's my favorite people to discuss that with. I don't know. I think it's like a religious thing. I always thought it was silly because it was about eggs and like rabbits and stuff. Turns out, like, if you actually read the Bible, it actually is a religious thing. This is the story behind it. I had no idea until I had actually looked it up. Anyways, if you read the Bible, like the red text shit, like, Jesus clearly stated he didn't like eggs at all. And people were furious because omelets are pretty fucking good. So naturally, what's going to happen in a situation like that with him being the high status that he is, they crucified him. So, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, uh, anyways, so that's, <laughs> that's three, that was three days of like, they ate a bunch of omelets, it was a drink and everybody was merry. Three days later, somebody rode into town and was like, y'all, this is not a fucking drill, Jesus is back. They're like, shit, you get, you're fucking with us. He's like, no, he's not. we got to do something about all these eggs. <laughs> so they're like, all right, what if we hide them? We hide them all over the place. There's no, there's no fucking way Jesus is going to hide them. We'll hide them in like some bushes and a grass in the corner of the yard or something. Ain't no way. And of course, there were doubters. They're like, he's Jesus. He's going to find them. His dad made the world. They're like, fuck, you're probably right about that. All right, we're going to paint them, so maybe when he finds them, he'll think there's something else. And that's the story. I, don't, I, haven't, I, didn't, I haven't figured out the rabbit part yet. I don't know. But that's a true story. That was in the Bible. So I was uh, driving in my car the other day, and I heard this. <laughs> it was just, apparently, during the summer, there's a whole epidemic of grown people leaving their babies in the car while they go into places and they forget they're in there and they die subsequently. And uh, so th there's this commercial that came on to give folks some advice on how to avoid that. And this is a real commercial. I'm like, I'm not even funny enough to make this shit up. Uh, it, like, the dude on the commercial is like giving everybody who was hearing it some advice on how not to do that. He's like, maybe you should put something important back there next to your baby. <laughs> like maybe your lunch or something. <laughs> <laughs> so that way when you reach back in the back seat for your meatball sub, like, oh shit, there's a fucking baby back there too. I should probably do something with it. <laughs> it's a true story. I can't believe that's a real fucking commercial. All right. <laughs> All right. I read this article uh, about how millennials like eat at home too much. And they're killing the uh, the food chain Applebee's. I know it's really inconsequential loss. Like I don't know. Like I can't rem imagine being like 80 years old, reminiscing. Like man, you remember Applebee's? <laughs> they had those hamburgers that weren't that good. Yeah. Yeah. It's tragic. Tragic. Speaking of commercials, uh, I like the progression of fast food commercials these days. It used to be like, man, this food's delicious. Y'all should come eat it. It'll be like flipping a hamburger in slow motion. It'll be sizzling and shit. They're like, man, this is good. It's changed over time. Now it's like, man, we promise this is food. 
you know, please come eat it. There's like, there's not horse penis in it or anything like that. It's just, it's 100% beef. We promise. So we get uh, a. <laughs> all right. Um, I think that's I think it's about about wrap it up. Thanks, y'all. I'm done. <laughs> All right, give it going for him. I've seen those commercials too. They're like 100% beef, and I'm like, well, you could call anything from the cow beef. Like that doesn't make it good meat. Hey, Philip, can you uh, bring up those pictures? All right. Uh. So this morning, I decided to make a bunch of dumb pictures. I did these like in an hour. Uh, <laughs> like this, <laughs> this is, uh, I saw a thing the other day. It was like the top strains of marijuana from high times in 1977. Look at this trash ass weed. <laughs> like that one just looks like a bunch of bugs. Uh, it's, it's like how stimmy bullshit. Ugh. Yeah, there's Florida. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like, could you imagine getting sold some of that shit? I would be so mad. You go to the next one? Well, I'm, I'm just going to direct Philip to keep fucking. I think there's two pictures of these dumb shitty weeds, so I don't know if that's <laughs> necessary. I made my point. <laughs> yeah, there's some more shitty weed. This is uh this is Holly, that time that she was James Bond. Yeah, that was a good time. We can keep going. This is that time Charlie and uh and that other guy were in Friday. <laughs> this is Merck when he was a dinosaur. <laughs> and his legs big as fuck. <laughs> this is uh this is my last set. Good times. Uh this is that time uh Sarah Nardo Mark. Venom and Patrick were all in Pearl Jam. <laughs> this is Aaron on the moon. We'll all remember where we were that day. Uh, and this is the last one. This is Patrick fighting Dr. Doom. That was my thing. You guys ready for your next comic? All right. Put your hands together. Big round of applause for Mr. Darius Williams, ladies and gentlemen. Give it going for him. I don't have enough hands. I just, let me put this down. Put that down. I, I keep a money bandana so that people would try to rob me and then I can snitch on them. I'm a professional snitch. Um, somebody actually sold me that weed before, Daniel. I took it to the station. They said, this isn't real. 
So I didn't get any money. Crime Stopper pays, seriously. Um, I don't have any real jokes. It's um, just a bunch of random thoughts I have while texting and driving, and, and mostly questions about life. Um, I work with, uh, for a living, I work with white people. Damn. For a living, I work with white people. <laughs> and I'm looking for a new job. <laughs> um, but yeah, one of my thoughts is, um, why, why come when I meet a scandalous woman, she always wants to settle down with me? Like, what do I look like my credit score is? Don't answer that. Don't answer that. Don't answer that. Um, but can I be the person that texts you after Monday Night Football? Can I be the person that takes your car and borrow it while you're at work and then bring it back on E? Like, why can't I be that guy? You know, can I be that person that wastes your time for about two or three years and your mom still asks about me? You know, I want to be that person, but, you know, I guess it's not in the cards for me. Um, yeah, I already said I'm looking for a new job. Oh, yeah, so I do work with white people. And you guys put a lot of casseroles uh, down on the potluck list. And you put everything in a casserole dish. I ate a Chaco's and Old Miss t-shirt casserole the other day. It tastes exactly like you thought it would. Um, damn. I think, I, think that, I think that's all that I have, guys. Oh, no. Yeah. I don't know why I wrote this, but it says, I know we had sex on the first night, but, but why do you think I'm special? That, that may have been something I need to journal later on. I don't know what that's. <laughs> Uh, and, oh yeah, and I also wrote down, please don't touch my cat. I think these are tweets like or like text messages that, that I was supposed to send and I never sent them off actually. So yeah, let me do that now. Thank y'all. All right, so that's it for the comics who thought they should sign up. Everybody else is like, uh, you know me, Daniel. <laughs> Doesn't count. You guys ready for your next comic? We're going to bring him up here. Big round of applause for Mr. Patrick Jerome, ladies and gentlemen. Give it to him. Thank you, everybody. I, I, I signed. I signed the paper. Yeah, it's cool. That's cool. <laughs> uh, so uh, anyway, like the man said, my name's Patrick Jerome. I'm glad to be up here today. Uh, you guys, I don't know. Maybe this was a little insider thing, but I, if you noticed, when Drew got up here, he went whoop whoop, which makes me think maybe he's a juggalo. Uh, I mean, yeah, like the insane clown posse juggalos, which, the which uh, I don't know how those work. So, uh, <laughs> but the juggalos recently got in the news because the FBI considers them a gang, which is hilarious to me for a lot of reasons, but mainly because I like to imagine the FBI agent whose job it is to try to infiltrate the insane clown posse. He probably walks up with some of that 1977 weed, and he's like, I have a Fago? What the fuck? Okay. Uh, no, wait. Uh, Tama, uh, whoop, whoop. Oh, shit. They're beating the shit out of me. <laughs> That's just how I imagine it going down if you're that guy. Uh, can't be good. Can't be good. 
Uh, we've got a uh, we got the, some new new faces in the crowd today. Uh, it's interesting here. We got these guys here, who look like they're here auditioning for the Young Shelton uh, reboot, the gritty reboot of the show that hasn't aired yet. It'll it'll happen. Uh, and uh, you know, I, much like the Insane Clown Posse, I think they're a gang that's here to steal my retirement. They look like a bunch of white collar criminals to me, and I'll trust them. And if my retirement wasn't just a bunch of rusty old gas cans out behind a building, I'd do something about it. All right. I'm just going to pretend to hear that guy. Anyway, so I had, uh, just got back from Pickens, Mississippi. If you guys know where Pickens, Mississippi is. Yeah, y'all don't really know where Pickens, Mississippi is. That's funny, though. I'm glad y'all are playing along. Uh, Pickens, Mississippi is an interesting town. The uh, top three causes of death in Pickens, Mississippi. Number one, heart disease. That's not that funny. Number two, uh, Oxycontin. And number three, combines. So it's it's that kind of town. Uh, but I was visiting my parents up there. They just, and my, my brother was there. My parents were there, the whole family. And they both just had their houses redone. And they got these fucking... 30-year-old, or these LEDs that last 30 fucking years. And so I've got this niece, she's like four, and they're putting in these 30-year-old light bulbs that are not going to go for 30 fucking years. She's going to be, like, married, she's going to be waiting on her first kid to be born, calling my parents up, being like, oh, you know, you're going to be great-grandparents. And then the lights are going to go out. And she has no fucking clue what to do. She's going to get on her phone. She's going to try to get a YouTube video to be like, what happens when the lights go out? Why is this happening? And, you know, and then the flat earth people are going to be like, oh, it's because the UFOs are coming. You didn't drink your, you know, whatever. Uh, that's why the lights are going. They're not going to have any fucking clue what to do when the lights go out. And, and my dad had the opposite problem. He was talking to the guy that was installing the lights. And he said, so uh, are you guys going to show me how to uh, replace one of these if it goes out? Uh, they took one look at him and they said, I wouldn't worry about that, sir. It's because he's old. <laughs> oh, man. But I do. I love traveling around the state of Mississippi. The state of Mississippi has one of my favorite architectural landmarks. Uh, it's the 111-foot-tall uh, stainless steel cross that is inexplicably outside of Barry's Catfish <laughs> Buffet. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, I love a seafood, uh, seafood buffet as much as the next guy, maybe even a little more, but I may have missed the part of the Bible where, no, wait, it's in there, it's in there. That's the part where Jesus fed the multitudes with the uh, four catfish fillets and the eight hush puppies or whatever. And uh, yay, he only had an additional $1.99 for a glass of water, but when he came back to the table, it was a sweet tea. That that uh that that giant cross is confusing to a lot of people. It's confusing to people who go to church a lot because like what the fuck I don't remember that from the Bible, and it's really confusing to people who voted for Donald Trump because it's uh they're like what's the hell 111 feet? It's about a third of a football field, and the reason they made it out of metal is so you can't set it on fire. All right, look, I'm about to give the microphone up here. If you guys enjoyed what you've heard tonight, check me out online. Pearl River Flow is my uh, website, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all that good jazz. Uh, 
overflow is not a euphemism for ejaculation. You get a lot of really confused visitors to the website. So, you know, just if you're coming there for pictures of the coming there, don't, don't do it. <laughs> All right, Daniel, come on here, this microphone from me. You guys give it up for Daniel. He's doing a great job. Appreciate it. Keep it going for him, ladies and gentlemen. Jizz is not his brand, but Burning Cross is his. Everybody over here that just wooed when he said 111 foot cross, you're the reason it was able to be put up in the first place. <laughs> people, people in the South are just like, hell yeah, big crosses. What's up? Bigger the better. That was the whole point of his joke. And I came out here and stepped on it. You're welcome. You guys ready for your next comic? Yeah. All right. This guy's been coming here since we've been started. Good guy. He was a dinosaur a few minutes ago. You might recognize him. Uh, put your hands together for Mr. Merck Williams, ladies and gentlemen. Give a big round of applause. Thank you. Y'all good? That was not a rhetorical question. Are y'all good? Y'all good? Yeah. All right, cool. Thank you. God damn. Like, let me know you in here. Look, if you don't give a fuck about Donald Trump, make some fucking noise, man. Make some noise in this place. Thank you. I just want to say I love all you son of a bitches. All of you. Uh, since that's apparently what we are now. So somebody was going to get that eventually. Uh, yeah, tonight's jokes are brought to you by Weed and the Holy Ghost. Because I went to church tonight. Uh, so look, yeah, so I just got back. Uh, ain't got no jokes, really. Well, I got jokes, but I don't feel like telling the motherfuckers I'm high. But look, um, I am high, so what? <clears throat> so I just got back from North Carolina. It was my first time ever going to North. You from, are you from there? Oh, you from where? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so the fuck. <laughs> it's like, yeah, like, okay. No, it's all good. So I went to North Carolina. I've never been like to North Carolina before. And uh I'm telling you, man, I'm proud to be from Mississippi. Let me say that shit. It's like I really didn't know that there was another place on the planet country than Mississippi. Like, that shit was crazy, man. I really thought that I swear to God, I thought a slave like ran out in front of the car on the way to that motherfucker. Like Seriously, so like, so uh, if I, I do installs, like IT work and shit like that, man. And so we went to this hotel, and I swear to God, this shit was the house on Django. I swear to God, it was. We pulled up to this shit, and I just knew somebody was going to say, hey, nigga, get off that nag. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. So I was like, man, I don't think we need to be in here. So we do the install, whatever. It was safe. And so we leave there, whatever. And so I have a blowout coming from North Carolina in the middle of like <laughs> no motherfucking wet. <laughs> so like if you ever been in North Carolina, it's a lot of hills and trees and shit. So clearly they was hanging niggas out there, I'm sure. And so uh, you know what I mean, we out there being my cousin in law or whatever. And he like real goofy and dorky and shit. Like he can't fight, so we gonna lose tonight. So we changing the tire and shit. Look, white people think this shit is hilarious. Trust me. No, I'm just, it's, it's all good. You can laugh at this shit because I'm laughing. So we changing the tire and shit. So dude comes out of nowhere in this big, the biggest goddamn dually truck I've ever seen in my life. 
And so he pulled, he's coming. I can't see. I knew he was white because it was like a cloud of dust in front of his truck. So I knew he was white when he was covered up. Hey, how you doing? You on time. All right. So <laughs> I knew uh, what was happening. So dude came up and shit, man. And I looked at the front of his truck. He had a Confederate flag tag on this motherfucker. I'm like, oh, shit. This is not going to be good. So he pulls up. He said, hey, you need some help? I was like, nah, bro. I think we good over here. I think we good. He was like reaching in his glove compartment. I didn't know. He was like, I got a wrench right here. I was like, I thought he was going to get some rope. I ain't know what the fuck was going on. So I was like, nah, man, I think uh, I think we got it. So my cousin looked up, and he saw the tag. He looked at me. He was like, nah, we good. I think we good. So I survived it. Yeah, it's all good. I mean, I survived it. That was, that was, that was my, uh, my traveling experience uh, last week. That's all I got. Uh, y'all watch TV? Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, if uh, if you on social media, follow me at Merck B. Williams. I'm funny in real life. And if you watch TV, you can catch me November 3rd on Comedy Central. So, peace. Give it up for him. That's November 3rd, Comedy Central. He's going to be a heart of the city. A lot of people tried out for it. He got it. I'm mad as fuck. No. Uh, uh, you guys ready for your next comic? Get ready for your next guy? All right. Uh, also, another good friend of mine. Uh, <laughs> no, nah, that's not true. We like each other, but we're not good friends. Uh, we're going to bring up, man, look at this fucking guy. What a rad dude. Give a big round of applause for this guy, everybody. Hell yeah. It's your birthday, man? It's your birthday and you're buying beers? You got drunk before you came here, didn't you? Hell yeah. Everybody, happy birthday to this guy. Ready? One, two, three. I'm not singing. <laughs> you guys ready for your next kind of series? Happy birthday. How old are you? 38. Jesus Christ. Yeah, we're actually we're gonna watch it right after Nardo's set. Speaking of Nardo, he's the next comic. So everybody, put your hands together for him. Give him a big round of applause. Very funny guy, Mr. Nardo Blackman, ladies and gentlemen. Sorry about that, Daniel. Appreciate it. Glad that you said we're good friends. How y'all doing tonight? Y'all saying like, y'all like, yeah, we all right, we sick of this shit. Hey, it's cool. Calm down. Everything all good. Give a happy birthday to Petra. He just bought all y'all beers and shit right in this. Yeah, good clap for him. About a month ago, I saw Petra. He looked a little bit like uh, Robert De Niro mixed with Danny DeVito. Now this motherfucker look like Gomez Adams. <laughs> Fuck is you doing with yourself? <laughs> shit. <laughs> uh, Merck. I'm gonna tell you what I like. You said a slave might run. You thought you saw a slave run out in front of the road in North Carolina. I don't mean the stat check, but a slave not gonna run out in front of your car. They gonna sit in the ditch and wait on the wagon to come to the fork of the road. I know because that's they get away on a whole lot of little slave moves that I watch. It's like wait on the fork, come. You know the the, 
wagon to come to the folk when the folk, you know, when the wagon come, they just go to running out the ditch and shit. She said, look, straight up out of there, everybody gotta get that. It's, that's the type of running they do. I watch these movies. <laughs> Daniel, a little weed chart. From back there, I didn't even know there was weed. I thought it was like little turds. I thought it was like a little turd chart where like if you go to the doctor, you constipate it. Like I got a pill that you can shit out that turd. You get to number seven. Because that's all I know a chart for is like shit picking out your haircut. So I thought of that. Joey, I'm just gonna be honest with you, man. I'm really concerned about your friend who's in Gambia who got stabbed several times. It's like, I want to hear the rest of what the fuck happened with this guy. It's like, what? I don't even give a fuck about the joke. What the fuck happened to him? That's what I want to know. It's kind of like when I'm riding down the street and I see tennis shoe, like one tennis shoe on the road. I'm like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> so important that you ran off and left that shoe. Now you riding here with one shoe. And you don't even know what street this other shoe on, but I know. And I'll give it to you, but I want to know why you ran off. So I really want to know about your friends so we can talk about this shit. Because I got a partner in jail. He didn't have to go to Gambia. That's the first question I got. Why your partner had to go to Gambia? Was he in Gambia selling cocaine? Or was he over here selling cocaine? They took him to Gambia. If he's not from Gambia, I want to know why the fuck they took him there. You know him? Yeah, yeah, that's my, that's my boy, bro. Who the fuck is this dude? <laughs> this motherfucker, you meet him in uh, Bogota or some shit like that? I played drug wars on line, and that was one of the places you picked up heroin. Not a hero, but the drug. Daniel made me say, like I was thinking about what he said. Because I got a partner in jail. <laughs> But he ain't like, he might be like in the Delta or some shit like that. And he always called me on the phone. Like he called me, but he ain't calling from no prison phone. I don't need no collect, he called from a regular phone, like a cell phone. That ain't shocking nobody. Y'all got friends in jail just calling motherfuckers? I know, I know what you go live on Instagram, dog. This shit, the game. Look at this shit. Look at this shit. 2017, you could be an inmate going live on Facebook. You can't tell me. You can't tell. I, so my partner be calling, and I damn near get confused about if he, if he even in jail or not, because he be calling me. I'd be like, what up, bro? He be like, shit, nothing, chilling. I'm like, chilling? What you doing? Shit, getting fucked up? Man, what the? F How? Where the fuck are you down the court, down the street somewhere? He'd be like, where the fuck you think I'm at? I thought you was at the liquor store around the corner. That's what I really thought. No, I'm in jail. Well, how the fuck, man? We just eating tacos. Uh, maybe y'all get this type of conversation from people in jail. I don't know, but that's the type of shit, my friend. So you made me think about that. So I don't know what type of shit they're doing in Gambia, but I hope y'all already got stabbed up several times. Black lives matter. I'm assuming he black because he in Gambia in South Africa. It should still matter over here. And I want to say something about, I don't want to just fuck the mood up. I hope this shit end up funny. But like, you know, about the kneeling shit, that shit don't really have nothing to do with, I almost said the Constitution. See, that's what I'm trying to tell you, how much we don't give a fuck about the national anthem. We don't even know the lyrics to that shit. <laughs> so that's what I'm trying to tell you. It ain't about this, it's about the police brutality. Moving forward, I had some jokes for y'all. 
Say what, Battle Bro? I looked at you. I be talking to you on the phone, Pedro. I'm gonna tell you something right now, man. You be saying some slick little racist shit. And it don't be racist. It don't be racist. It's just that you say a word and you ask me, do I know what you talking about? I understand words, motherfucker. <laughs> Vocabulary, vernacular. I know this type of shit, don't and so I got a degree from Jackson State University, motherfucker. Oh, we ain't y'all ain't clap for this shit? And y'all right here, fuck y'all, don't try to clap now after I said the shit. I graduated though, motherfucker. They just got tired of us in there and they knew they was gonna bring in some foreign exchange students and shit. Anyway, they don't have nothing to do with this shit I got here for y'all. I feel anxiety every day before I go to work because I got the pressure of trying to figure out what excuse I wanna give every fucking day. I wanna try to come up with an excuse for work. And I don't know what it is, it's the same as that every day. It's not like I don't know I gotta go to work. It's like shit is pressure. I wanna come up with an excuse. And I don't always have one. But then sometimes I come up with a money excuse. And I take the day out. But I take the day off in sheer fucking terror. <laughs> I'm paranoid to do anything. I don't even wanna go to the store. It's like I lied, you know what I'm saying? I don't want them to catch me at the store buying pom pom. Why well, I should be drinking chicken noodle soup or some shit like that. Hey, man, it ain't like you ain't late as fuck. I mean, just walk in and do what the fuck you want to do. <laughs> Nigga, what are you? Are you black or Afghan? What are you? <laughs> Nigga! You got a cock of Spain on top of your head. <laughs> Where was that? See, like, I don't even want to log in on Netflix when I call in. It's like, maybe Terrence can see this shit. Maybe he knows somebody who know me and they trying to log on at the same time. And it can't cause Nardo is the other user. <laughs> so I feel like I can't drive no Fuck that. Anyway, we take our work to do so we don't have a lot of shit to do. Cause like I be paranoid. I think other black people be paranoid. If they like me, they got pressure for their days. So we don't really go on vacation and shit like I think it like are you white? Are you me what are you? Are you black? Well, when I said that, I just didn't know where he was from. I didn't know that you probably, possibly, because, okay, but cool, cool, uh-uh. Uh, when you take out, when you on a vacation, what type of shit you do? Tanisha? And where? I thought there was a black girl. You was going to house, y'all was going to smoke pot. Cause I thought y'all was just gonna smoke pot and watch Myra. That's what I think black people do for their vacation. I don't think they go into Tunisia in South Africa. We just gonna take the day out, we're gonna watch Myra all day cause we really wanna know who the fuck is the father. <laughs> it's like, and it get obsessive. Like I really wanna know. She been on here like seven days straight. We still don't know the daddy. Who is this motherfucker? Myra have an episode where he had like all 17 dudes that she said was on there. So now it's interesting. And I'm gonna tune in and watch. But I ain't tuning in watching because I feel like we're going to find out who the dad is. I know we're still not going to know. But I'm going to watch because I, like, you know, I like to see the girl break down and cry. She only going to break down and cry because she's running the score up, though. You know, she's saying all type of shit. She's talking to Mara like, Mara, look at this. Look at this nigga. You look at his forehead. You can't tell him he ain't got the same forehead Tyrone got. Look at his hairline. Look at his nose. Mara looking at him like, bitch, you done bought 17 niggas on here. I can't tell you who the fuck this shit is. 
And then now they got the paternity test coming up. Myra looking at her like, bitch, you already know damn well. In the case of Lil Tyshawn, that's a mixture of Tyrone, Shanika, Tanisha, some type of shit like that. Anyway, Tyrone, you are not the father. He just waiting because he got a line of 17 more motherfuckers. And after Myra go down the list of telling everybody they not the father, y'all know she going to break down and cry and she going to run to the back. But y'all know why she run to the back? Because there ain't enough stage room for her ass. You got 17 motherfuckers, they finna celebrate. They finna salute. They finna crit walk. And they gonna shake hands like the motherfucker World Championship Cleveland Cavaliers. Because, bitch, you gotta get the fuck out of the stage and I like to see that handshake. A lot of rhythm and it's a sequence like a card or kung fu or some shit like that. Um, so I, I said I got a degree. So with that being said, y'all know the bill collectors called the fuck out of me. Not just bill collectors like student loan. I'm trying to figure out student loan, what the fuck wrong with y'all. I mean, I went to Jack State. What kind of job you think I got? You calling me while I'm at my motherfucking job. How I'm gonna talk to you about paying you back, man? I'm at work. And I ain't gonna wanna talk to you about this shit till I get out of work. But then, guess what? When I get out of work, I still don't wanna talk to y'all, Cause I'm tired. <laughs> I, like, this, I thought that was it. I thought y'all felt like that too. Anyway. With that being said, bill collector called me sometime and I'm already mentally frustrated from my job. So I pick up the phone because I want to go off on somebody. You know, like it ain't gonna matter. You don't go home and go off on your kids, fuck they day up, go off on your girl, fuck. But I can go off on this bill collector, it don't matter. So I talked to one one day, this motherfucker called me about a, a T-Mobile phone. Motherfucker, I ain't been with T-Mobile since 2001. He called me about this shit, and, and I said, uh, he said, uh, yes, this is about the T-Mobile bill. I was like, nigga, I ain't been with that shit since 2001. I said that. He was like, so? I was like, bro, I was 21. He was like, what the fuck that? You know, he was like, so? I was like, man, I, I ain't really give a shit about no bill. He was like, oh, so you, you bought the phone, but you couldn't afford it? See, he insulted me. I'm really pissed off now I want to fight you. So I'm listening, and I'm like, nah, I ain't buy the phone, I couldn't afford it, just I was 21, you know what I'm saying, I ain't give a shit about bills, so he was like, so you go around paying for shit that you can't afford, and I was like, motherfucker, where the fuck you at? <laughs> he was like, Indiana, why? I was like, because I want to kick your motherfucking ass, that's why. <laughs> and then he said some more shit about the bill, and I was like, you through? He was like, yes, yeah, sir, I'm through, why? I was like, because I want you to bring your ass to Jackson, Mississippi. He was like. So you really think I'm gonna come to Jackson, Mississippi? I was like, now this motherfucker insult my whole goddamn city. He said one more thing. I said, bring your ass, nigga. That's all I just want to fight. So with that said, I just got one more thing I want to say. Just bring. I'm gonna do a Daniel segue. Women, who the fuck died and made y'all phone patrol? Y'all don't even. She looked at me like, huh? Why? I bet you right now, you either you or one of your friends. If somebody phone ring, then when your friends say. Your phone ringing. Bitch, I know my phone ringing. It's turned over on the face. I don't want to answer that goddamn phone call. That's why. And women got a bad habit of doing that shit to their dude. And when you do that shit to your dude, guess what? You know what? He feel pressure to answer that phone call. It don't matter who the fuck it is. He got to answer this phone call. It don't even matter. So now you looking at him. You done put that pressure on him. He pick up the goddamn phone. Hello? Who is it? Uh, this motherfucker from Indiana, nigga, you still wanna get your ass kicked? <laughs> anyway, man, hey, man, my name is Comedian Nardo, man. Appreciate y'all laughing. Hey, look, man, Petro got a little video coming up that he did. 
And uh, I think it's racial how he got my hairline and all this type of shit. But I'm sure he did the best he could. I got cussed out by Venom just for even, like, but that mean you all right with him, though. Venom. Play a halfway bus story time. Monado, you already know. So I'm sitting on the couch just chilling one day, and my little girl come in trying to tell me to send my boy outside and went out there bothering her and all this shit. So go say something to him. So I go outside, all these little niggas out there. I go and check. I said, hey. And one of you little niggas out here messing with my little girl, I'ma get on your ass and you can go tell your mom and daddy that I got on your ass and tell them to come see me. So shit, I went and told them how it is and I went and got my ass back on the couch. You know, I done laid the law down. Next thing I know, little lame nigga come to my door. Hey, um, my son said that if someone that you got on them and if someone did something that, you know, come see you. Man, who the hell are you supposed to be? I'm no damn well. You ain't coming around talking shit to the king. What you better do is take your little ugly four-eyed ass away from around before you get your ass beat now. You already know how I am about to run this neighborhood. They already know who I am, man. Gonna carry your ass back to the house. Well, she come back the next day. She got a problem with another little nigga. He little tank head ass. So I go out there scraping him, tell him to hit that the same damn thing. I don't play no shit like that. The next thing I know, I get a ring at the doorbell. So I look through the peephole, I don't see nothing but just like black. Like, that could, like, could be somebody in a black t-shirt, so I ain't know what's going on. But then I open the door. This big Kimbo slice looking rusty toenail nigga here. I look down to the ground, I don't see nothing but big ass rusty big feet. All the way up, it's just this big towel in there, rusty kneecap. Man look like his body made out of number, just great ashes and stone. And then man look like his beard made out of like old nail fragments. So I look at this man, it's like Kimbo slice. He said, my son said, you see if somebody didn't like it, you know, he told he told me you got on the hill, and if somebody didn't like it, tell his daddy to come over here. I said, who your son is? He pointed to the boy. I said, you know what? I know that boy. I always tell that boy, you're going to be good in life. You're going to be very successful. You just keep on doing what you're doing. That's a good boy you got there, man. And you need to keep doing what you're doing with him. Pat that man on the chest, told him he can go on his merry way, because I didn't want no shit with him. He looked like he could have kicked my ass. Next thing I know, soon I close the door, I turn around, my little girl looking at me like, Dad, I can't believe you punked out. I looked at her, told her some of the real shit she gonna hear in her life. Don't act like you could have kicked his ass. And I set my head down on the couch and got back to chilling out. You come in here telling me about this stuff, I didn't even have to worry about them.
Reversal. Congratulations, man. Happy birthday again. It was really funny. Nardo beats up parents. You guys ready for your last comic? You guys had fun tonight? Awesome. All right, we're going to bring up our last comic, and then we'll be done wasting your time. Uh, but everybody, put your hands together for Mr. Ben Kim, everybody. Give a big round of applause. Y'all watching the news? I ain't. Shit, I'm tired of fucking news. Donald Trump hurricanes. Donald Trump hurricanes. Man, shit, fuck that. I've got a bunch of R. Kelly jokes for you. Okay. R. Kelly was in Jackson about uh, six months ago, and they had to have extra security for R. Kelly. No, well, not for R. Kelly, for the local junior high schools. Uh, but I saw him at the Hilton Hotel, and uh, he jumped in the pool, and everybody else jumped out. They don't want to swim in urine on their holiday vacation. But uh, you know, R. Kelly has a cult now. R. Kelly has a cult. It's uh, that's really disgusting. I think. You know, what did he call himself? Hold on a sec. Did he call himself Lord Peepy? Lord Peepy, worship and adore. Lord Peepy, I am Lord Peepy. Get on your knees, raise your hands, and open your mouths for Lord Peepy. Lord Peepy. But uh, I'm going to bomb today. I don't, I don't care. But uh, Yar Kelly came to my house, and uh, I had to put out papers before he came in. So, you know, speaking of cults, Gwyneth Paltrow has some kind of cult called Goop, and it, there's something where you steam women. They like she gets them to steam clean their vaginas, and is that an option to Stanley Steamer? We got the couch, rug, drapes. Now we need your vagina. That'll be eighty-five dollars. Uh, steam clean your vagina. Uh, that mess up your insides, I guess, man. You go, you go to the doctor. The woman goes to the doctor, and she says, uh, "I think I'm infertile." The doctor says, "Yes, I think you are." But you can use your eggs as a tiny little, make a tiny little tuna salad out of them. All right, my new material didn't work this out, so I got some old stuff for you. Oh, I got a horror movie coming out. It's called Bills, just all bills, hospital bills. Uh, bills for my... Uh, Rhinoplasty, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Here's some old shit for you. Let me go look it up real quick. Hey, don't complain about the length. I don't know. Hold on a second. 
Oh, I called it. Uh, Trump has syphilis, by the way. Uh, I called it before any of these celebrities call it. He has syphilis. And a year you'll find out. I'm like Nostra dumbass. You want to hear about Richard Schwartz? I love those Richard Schwartz commercials, man. Uh, all these people go around like they went in a jackpot or something. One million dollars, three million dollars, hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, they uh, avoid the truth in these commercials. Hey, I'm shitting in the bag, but I got this check for a hundred thousand dollars. Forty percent. I'll tell you what. Forty uh, percent went to the other guy. Richard Schwartz himself, oh, Richard Schwartz got a joke for you. Uh, Richard Schwartz, Richard Schwartz uh, got kicked in the nuts by a sheep. His new slogan is one ball, that's all. But uh, it is ridiculous. I mean, I got hit in the head and my eyeballs popped out. I got this check for a million dollars. I look like I'm surprised all the time, but I got all this money. Who cares, right? I'm an amateur stand-up comedian. Who needs a notebook to tell his jokes. I'm brain damaged, and I'm also shitting in the bag. But, but uh, I'm going forever, man. Shoot, I don't care. Do one on. Let's see. Uh, why did I write transsexuals? What did I write about transsexuals? Oh, it's about the old bathroom thing. That's 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 stale as shit, man. I, don't, I can't do that. Uh, oh yeah, I was in the Burger King, and I heard there was a fire in the Burger King, and I was wondering, did the microwave blow up? Uh, really, I mean, I've got a Burger King around my house, man. I think they get the burger from the good Burger King and bring it back to that Burger King and then sell them. <laughs> and uh, the people in the drive-thru, I call them victims, future victims of that Burger King because, man, people at that Burger King, Man, if you had been, it sucks, well, let me tell you. Oh, I see these, I'm going to end it with this. I see these evangelicals uh, go to Chick-fil-A all the time. I understand what that has to do with your religion. The only thing I can think of is all the Chick-fil-A, it tastes like you're eating a bucket of sand. And like Moses, four days and 40 nights, it's like bucket of sand, take that lemonade. Oh, well. All right, thanks. Keep it going for him, ladies and gentlemen. Big round of applause. Did you guys have fun tonight? Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, this is 
uh, our monthly open mic comedy night. We do this every month, the last Tuesday of every month. Uh, I, um, this is our two-year-ish anniversary, so like, want to want to thank you guys for coming out, uh, helping helping make this a thing. Of course, we want to thank Venom for everything. Here is because of him, as far as like the. Uh, all this shit, this entire store, this microphone is his, the sound system is his, everything. Uh, he did everything but write our jokes. Maybe he should take a run at that, too. Um, but yeah, we want to give him a big round of applause. Thank you for letting us do this. Appreciate it, man. Uh, if you guys want to come back next month, more than welcome. If you ever want to give your hand, put your hat in the ring, you can see you'll be amongst uh, not funny people. No, I'm kidding. Everybody was great tonight. I want to thank all the comics for coming out uh, and help making this thing stable. So, once again, apologies. Uh, thanks all around. Uh, everybody, drive home safely and uh, don't get arrested, please. So, thank you guys for coming out and be safe. <laughs>